you're now tuning in to a sports talk podcast produced by the right way sports network and ceo malik Wright. be sure to follow the team's social media on instagram at tws net on twitter at tws net and on facebook at the right way sports network we want to change the way you view sports and get your information and there's only one way to do that the right way First off, if you'd like to listen to any of our podcasts, we are available on Anchor, which will direct you to all of our podcasts from Apple to Spotify. If you'd like to catch any of our podcasts, go ahead and click the link in our bio. And also, if you'd like to donate and help our podcast, you can also donate on there to help support the contact. First and foremost, we'd like to thank all members of, the, of our military, active and veteran, on this Memorial Day. We, would, we could not be the amazing nation that we are without you. So let's get into this. We are your hosts, Jacob Adam, and today we'll be discussing the 55-man roster with a special guest of Josh Berman of the Next. So let's start this off. Quarterbacks, currently on the roster, we have quarterbacks of Lamar Jackson, RG3, Trace McSorley, Tyler Huntley. Adam, who do you think will make the roster? Um, Well, obviously the MVP, obviously RG3. And then um, I'm actually going to go Trace McSorley as quarterback number three. You know, I really think he'll be able to, um, you know, come in and help with the special teams as well, which will really solidify his spot on the roster, you know, and actually being able to get on the field a little bit rather than just being, a, you know, inactive quarterback every every week. Um, and I think Tyler Huntley may make the practice squad. Okay. Uh, Josh? Yeah, I mean, historically, the Ravens had kept two quarterbacks forever of them until we dropped Lamar and had all that. But now with two extra roster spots and the fact that we've carried three last few years, it's pretty much certainty we're going to carry three on this team. Lamar, RG3 are the locks. And, I mean, it is going to be a battle, Trace McSorley and Tyler Huntley, for that third job. But I think Trace McSorley definitely has been locked up. I really do. I, I agree. And it's – and it's an interesting debate because people have just been debating if it will be Trace, if it will be Huntley. So there is some very there is some competition there. We just we'll have to wait and see. Next up, yeah. we have the running backs of Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and Bronson Reichsteiner. Well, you know, I think um, Eric Tacosta pretty much already confirmed what this group is going to look like. He, you know, he basically yeah. already said that we're going to carry four running backs and, you know, and, and Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and J.K. Dobbins. And, you know, I just don't see how, um, you know, uh, Rock Center will fit in with that group. Um, you know, because carrying four running backs is a good bit already. But I think, yeah. you know, like I, I said before, Eric pretty much already confirmed that. Uh, what do you think, Josh? Yeah, I mean, this is probably the easiest position group to predict. Um, as you said, Picasso essentially confirmed already. Honestly, I kind of feel bad for Rockstar. I mean, the only way that he's not going to look honestly kind of bad is if he doesn't – he has to fall out because the guys on the team already are so good. It's going to really hurt him on trying to make another team. But the Ravens, yeah, he's got no shot. It's going to be a four – these four running backs. Uh, I agree. I mean, there's kind of no competition because EDC has said we're going to keep all four. The only competition is – well, there is not. I mean, it's Ingram, yeah. Dobbins, yeah. Gus, Justice, and it's kind of been well, set in stone. I mean, 
Go ahead. I, I think Rocksteiner may make the practice squad. Um, so, you know, he still could be a Raven, but I definitely don't see him making the active roster. A practice yeah, squad, yes, the Raven practice squad, though. Yeah, I mean, it's – four is – as Adam said, four is already a lot. I don't know if he'll make the Ravens practice squad just because we already have four. Because what's the yeah. point of wasting – or not wasting, but using a practice squad spot – on another running back when you already have four. The odds of all four of those running backs going out are what? Like zero to none. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. Uh, next up, we have an extremely loaded wide receiver group of Marquise Brown, Willie Sneed, Jaleel Scott, DeAnthony Thomas, James Prochet, Darius Michael, Jalen Moore, Antonio Wesley, Devin DuVernay, Chris Moore, and Miles Boykin. Now, here I think is probably one of the more tricky ones to predict. Um, but, you know, I mean, you obviously got to go with Hollywood Brown, Willie Sneed, Miles Boykin, and then the two rookies, you know, James Frochet and Devin DuVernay. And I think we're going to be a team that carries six wide receivers. And that last spot, I mean, it's going to be tough. You know, you've got Jaleel Scott, Antoine Wesley, who I'm a huge fan of, and I really wanted us to draft him last year, but we were lucky enough to pick him up as an uh, UDFA. And then we also have Chris Moore and Deanthony Thomas. And, I mean, those are one, four guys competing for one spot. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think I'm going to give that last spot to Jaleel Scott. You know, he's really got that big body that's going to help us in the red zone. He kind of – I mean, you know, kind of is a little similar to Miles Boykin, but I, I think having that extra big body would really benefit us. Uh, what do you think, Josh? Yeah, I mean, the thing is with these two extra roster spots this year, it's prop. This is a position group where one extra guy can make it. Seven guys of the six. So yeah, Hollywood, Miles Boykin, they're locked. Hollywood, obviously, I mean, he said he could barely walk last year. Still one of the fastest guys in the league, so I'm very happy to see what he does. Miles Boykin, draft. I know they draft two receivers, but they're both kind of small guys, meaning he's really the only big physical guy out of starters. So that tells you the Ravens have really had hopes on this year. He's definitely a lot to meet the team. They will. See your slot. And then yeah. I think Chris can probably both make that roster. And at two roster spots, I think there is a very good chance where they just both make it. It's also fair to mention it's that six, fifth, six wide receiver spot is most likely your return man. So, who is going uh, I to think be, so. yeah, it's, He's, who is going to be the return yeah. man? And I'm pretty sure all three of us agree it's going to be James Prochet. Absolutely. I know yeah. Adam. I know Adam yeah. at least. Yeah, I mean, especially a couple episodes ago, I said that Prochet was one of my favorite picks in the draft. So, I think day one he's going to be both our return man job. Um, yeah, you know both uh, punt returner and kick returner. So I think I think Crochet will really make his mark there. Right. Next up, we have the tight ends of Nick Boyle, Mark Andrews, Charles Scarf, Eli Wolf, and Jacob Breland. Yeah, again, you know we have two locks in Mark Andrews and Nick Boyle, and then we have three guys I think fighting for one spot and. You know, a couple episodes ago, I said that Jacob Breeland could be the one UDFA to potentially make the roster. But, you know, kind of going over it a little bit more, I think I'm going to lean Charles Scarf here a little bit. 
You know, he's a huge guy, you know, very good good uh, blocking tight end. And, you know, I, I think Mark will kind of fill that pass-catching tight end that Jacob Breland could have filled as a tight end number three. But I'm going to go with Scarf here as our number three. And uh, what do you I think, Josh? Say, and it's fair to mention Scarf is six foot six, two 270 pounds, which is a pure blocking tight end, and that's kind of what that void is currently because we lost – yeah, he is big. Go ahead, Josh. All right, yeah. I mean, you take a look, and the Ravens last year had pretty much not even a debate the best tight end room in the league. Now I would say it's above average, but it's not even close to as good when you only lost one guy and Hayden Hurts, who doesn't do well in the next year. But Nick Boyle, one of the, easily one of the best blocking tight ends in the league. My opinion is the best. Mark Andrews, top five tight end league. Yeah, so long. And yeah. You need another guy to be more of a pass catcher because Boyle is such a great blocking tight end. You don't need another blocking tight end, but I need another possession guy. I think Breland is probably the best possession tight end out of those guys. I know and I agree with both of you. We're going to have three tight ends. It's the question is of who it is. I think it'll be. I do think it'll be Breland. Breland kind of fits that hole that we lost. He's a he he has that blocking ability, but he's also a pass catching guy. So it's it's that combination of what we what the hole is with Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst was both too. He was great at both. Yes, he was. Next up, we are going to do the tackles of Ronnie Stanley, Orlando Brown Jr., Will Holden, and Smith or Andre Smith, Brandon Kerkellis, and then Brandon Kerkellis. Excuse me, Lord. Um, well, again, obviously the locks are Orlando Brown and Ronnie Stanley. Um, yep. and then this is a tough one. I mean, I'm going to say Brandon Cercellus is the, is the number three. And, you know, I, after that, I'm not really sure. You know, I, I think those will be the, the main three tackles that, that make the roster. Um, yeah. I mean, what do you think, Josh? I mean, could also have Tyree Phillips there at the tackle, just to mention. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, because he's, he's the uh, guard slash tackle, so. I, I'm surprised Booster Fox, Orlando Brown Jr. They're, they're both top ten tackles in the league. Yeah. And I have Tyree Phillips listed as a tackle, so I, I'm he's definitely my third tackle on the team. So, actually, yeah, that's it. Tyree Phillips is my third tackle. Yeah, I agree with both of you. It's going to be it's going to be Ronnie. It's going to be Orlando. And then I, I think Raquelis will make our practice squad, but I don't think he'll make the official. Well, I don't, yeah, actually I don't think he'll make the 55, but I do think he'll make our practice squad. Next up, we've got our guards of probably the hardest of the O-linemen to judge. You got Bradley Bozeman. You've got Ben Powers. You got Ben Bredersen. You've got Tyree Phillips, Sean Pollard, the and DJ Fluker. R.J. Prince, Deshaun Dixon, and Adam, and Evan Adams. Well, uh, obviously, Brandon Bredesen, I think, will make the roster. Uh, Bradley Bozeman, uh, Ben Powers, and I think D.J. Fluker. Those are the four guards I got. Well, yeah. and I also had Tyree Phillips listed as a guard, but, um, but you know, we went over him in the tackle section, so those are my four guards that I have. 
Bradley Bozeman. He was a very pleasant surprise last year. I was very, I was kind of low on him, and he really did well, so he got a left guard spot. I think DJ Fluker's going to wind up starting at right guard. Uh, I think Bredson is going to get it. And, I mean, he played center, so Ben Powers, ben Powers on the team. Yeah. Um, Hazard McCary played center last year. I, he's probably going to be listed as center. But he was drafted as a guard, so it's, I also will mention him as a guard, but he's more of a center. Yeah. And I agree with both of you. It's. I think Fluker will start, even though I'm not the biggest Fluker fan. But I do think he will start out of the competition that we have being Ben Powers and Bredson. So I do think Fluker will be the immediate starter while Ben Powers will be your Ben Powers will either be your two or three and then Bredesen will be either your three two or three. Next up we've got our center who is going to be either Matt Skura who is coming off a torn ACL or Patrick Arakari. Yeah, or, it really uh, depends. Colin Castillo, but it's really the question of Marcari or Skura. Yeah, and I think it really depends on how Skura comes back from his injury. You know, I mean, yeah. that that was one of the, I mean, pretty unsuspected injuries of last year, and it ended up being a lot worse than I think a lot of us imagined. Um, but, you know, he's made a lot of progress from what I've seen on, at least from his Twitter. You know, he's posted videos of him squatting a, yeah. a lot and, uh, you know, really making some progress there. But I think I think week one is going to be Makari, you know, just because, again, it's a huge injury to come back for uh, for Skura. So, you know, maybe he's on um, the injured re- reserve to start the season, and uh, but later on in the year he comes back and takes that spot for Makari. Yeah. I mean, Skura... Uh, he's been saying that he's ever since he went down. They've all been, been saying training camp, training camp, training camp is when he should yeah. turn. I'm not certain we're even gonna have a training camp, let alone get this. But and it was more. I mean, yes, it's listed for an ACL, but we all heard. I mean, it, it looked like it's more than just an ACL. Yeah. So, assuming he's healthy, he's the starting center. Yeah, you list you name the carry. And uh, I listed McCary and as a as a center, but I mentioned him as a guard. I'm going to go the opposite way. A guy who's drafted as a center, but obviously he's a guard, starting guard. Bradley Bozeman could also, if you need to, and that's definitely a last type thing. But you needed it. You do have another guy on that roster that could do it. But then I have no idea what yeah. left guard. So also, it's fair to mention an ACL. Yeah, he actually tore his entire knee. So it's an ACL, MCL, and PCL. This those injuries take, typically take about a year to recover. He suffered against the Rams, which was on November 25th. So that leaves about a couple months off, two three months off of his full year round. So it's kind of a question of will he be fully rehabbed before that around that year timeline, or will he be not ready and we'll just have to go with Mercari. All right, next up, we've got the toughest position on the offense, uh, fullback. And we only have one listed fullback, and that's Patrick Ricard. So, gentlemen, who's going to be the fullback? <laughs> well, there's your answer, Patrick Ricard. <laughs> you don't know, have a fullback on the roster if he's that good anyway. So, yeah. Bad well, job, and he doesn't have that yeah. job. <laughs> Seems to be unanimous. All right, next up, we are moving to the defense with – Moving to the defensive tackles, 
who are we are currently listed with Derek Wolf, Justin Matabike, Justin Ellis, and Aaron Crawford. Um, but you could well, also, if you want to sorry, add, there's also the nose tackle. There's, you could also add the nose tackles if you want, which is Brandon Williams, Dalen Mack, Broderick Washington, and Jihad Ward. But if you want to, yeah. And out of those, uh, out of that group, I have uh, Jihad Ward, uh, Derek Wolf, Brandon Williams, Dalen Mack, and Justin Matabike making the roster. Um, and I think Broderick Washington will be placed on the practice squad. No, um, Justin and Ellis. that's looking like a nope. I don't. I don't think he makes it. Um, just a pretty crowded group this year, honestly. I think it's. I mean, one of the best D tackle slash nose tackle groups in the league. If maybe a little biased there, but it's looking really, really, really good, especially after adding the two rookies. But it's going to be pretty crowded. Uh, what yeah. do you think, Josh? For DT, yeah, Dalen Mack is going to be on there. And Brady Williams. Oh, yeah, that was no time. I'm sorry. We got Jihad Ward, Justin Matabike. Um, what's Chauncey Rivers listed as? He is currently listed as a pass rusher. All right. Because he's kind of like my UDFA guy I had to include because he's the Ravens. You got to have one of them in there. Derek Wolf is on there. So, yeah, for D, uh, for D, um, nah, can't talk. Defensive tackle. I got Justin Ellis. Justin Matabike, Dalen Mack, Brandon Williams, and Derek Wolf. It's it was all like sort of that weird to figure out which one was which. Yeah, the D tackle and nose tackle are very similar but very different at the same time. Very different. But yeah, it was just weird. Uh, I do agree, except I do have Justin Ellis making it, um, and I do have Matabike making it. I have Wolf making it. Of course, Williams is making it. I don't think Dalen Mack will make it. That is my one mm. like surprising one of those. I think I think he will go to the practice squad. Okay, I think, and I do think Washington and Ward will make it. It's interesting. Campbell, Patrick Ricard, Aaron Adiayo, and Marcus Willoughby. Well, I, I mean, I think out of that group, I mean, the only one I really have making is Clyde Campbell. Um, you know, I think a couple of those guys side of the practice squad. Well, yeah, yeah, Patrick Card making it as a fullback. Um, so I, I think it's just Kalias from that group. With our yes. team, it's not it's the way you list it is definitely. There's no real way to list it. So out of that group, Kalias Campbell is the only one. Yeah. Next up, we've got our, and I do agree, it's to be Kalias Campbell. And that's about it. Uh, next up, we got our pass rushers of Parnell McPhee, Jalen Ferguson, Chauncey Rivers, and John Daka. Um, so I got McPhee and Ferguson making it. Um, I don't see Chauncey Rivers making it. Maybe he's another practice squad guy. And John Daka, I also have making the practice squad. So I just got Ferguson and McPhee there. I got okay. Jalen Ferguson. Pronomics those guys are locked. Uh, by the way, you didn't mention Judon. Judon is a uh, bad pressure. He, yeah, he's – it's how they listed. It's kind of weird because he, because he is listed also as – he's listed as a uh, strong side linebacker. So, I guess I'll add Judon – Matt Judon, Tyus Bowser, and Michael Hohuna. Okay. Well, in that case, y'all, I have Tyus Bowser. I'll make him roster. 
And I have Chauncey Rivers, and I'm not going to lie to you guys, the sole reason of we need an undrafted guy on the roster, and he's the guy that I pick. Well, that's I think at that point as well, I am, you know, adding Matt Judon and Tice Bowser, obviously. So, yeah. prove it year for Tice and, Bowser, and I think he'll explode this year. Oh, and I do agree with Josh that there will, there's always going to be a UDFA on our team. I don't think it'll be Rivers. I do think it'll be John Daka instead. Oh. Out of everything else, I do agree with. All right. Next up, we've got our linebackers of Patrick Queen, Malik Harrison, Chris Ford, LJ Fort, Jake Ryan, and Otaro Alaka, and Christian Welch. All right. For the linebacker, I have LJ Fort, obviously, Patrick Queen, obviously, uh, Malik Harrison, pretty much a lock. Um, and then I have Otaro Alaka and Chris Ford also making it. Um, you know, one of the better linebacker groups we've had in a couple years. Yeah. Not too much, unfortunately. Not well. Uh, out of that group, yeah, Queen and Harrison, you don't draft two linebackers in the first four rounds to come, so they're going to be on the team. Yeah. LJ Ford on, and I wound up cutting Chris Ford. He was the last guy that I cut. He was my number 56. So if he winds up making it, no, I'm definitely not going to be shocked, but I have him just barely missing out. I agree with you on that, actually. I do think of all of those guys, I do think Chris Ford will either be cut and move to the practice squad or just be cut overall out of all of that. Next up, we've got our very long list of cornerbacks who include Marlon Humphrey, Anthony Averett, Terrell Bonds, Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith, Iman Marshall, Tavon Young, and Khalil Dorsey. Out of that group, obviously the locks are, you know, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith, Tavon Young. And then I think the two other guys I have making it are Iman Marshall and Anthony Everett. Um, you know, two guys that the Ravens seem to really, really love. Um, Everett, you know, having that Bama connection. And, you know, Marshall, you know, I, I think he was pretty decent for us last year, but definitely has a lot to improve on. Uh, what, what do you think, Josh? You got, you got the four locks, Marlon, Marcus, Peters, Jimmy Smith, Tavon Young. And I think that the Averett, I was just disappointed in him last year. This is kind of – I mean, if he makes the roster, I won't be shocked. I have him just missing, and I got him on Marshall. I, I don't think I, Marshall I, I, will make it. That's also – that's out of, like, all of those guys, we have so many cornerbacks, which we typically do. But typically at those moments, we only have typically we had two solid cornerbacks, and that was Jimmy and Marlon. Now we kind of now we have three, so you kind of one guy just gets kicked out, and I think Marshall will be that guy. I think he'll make the practice squad as well. Because I mean, Jimmy, no one picks him up, he would be on the practice squad. Yeah, it's just our cornerbacks have become so crowded, and how are we gonna? We need to fill, or we need to fill other positions when, and that need the most absolute depth on our strongest position on the defense, in my opinion. Absolutely. Next up, we've got our strong and free safeties of Chuck Clark, Earl Thomas, Deshaun Elliott, Jordan Richards, and technically listed as a safety, Anthony Levine, but he plays safety, corner, and linebacker as well as Geno Smith and Nigel Warrior. 
Yeah, you know, out of that group, the two obvious, well, maybe even three, you know, I mean, I guess you could consider Anthony Levine close to a lock, um, you know, the co-cap, but the two other locks I have are Chuck Clark and Earl Thomas, obviously. Um, you know, I, I think Geno Stone also makes the roster, um, you know, because we're not really a team that tends to cut a lot of draft picks, and I also think Deshaun Elliott makes the roster. You know, I think these last couple of years he's been plagued with injuries, but he really has the talent to make an impact on the team. Yeah. Chuck Clark, Earl Thomas. Anthony Levine's going to be on this team maybe for the last season because I know Stone Miles are making the roster. I think they are cracking Stone to be exactly Anthony Levine. I think they they signed Levine. It was a one-year extension, correct? Yep. Yep. So after this year, they either let Levine walk, he retires or whatever, and Geno Stone fills in that role next year. So Stone either makes this team, which I think he would have now, or could make the practice squad if the be tight. Either way, will be a member of the organization. And Deshaun Elliott is a guy who is very rarely healthy, but whenever he's healthy, he has been almost always good. So yeah. I feel like the Ravens would have him because whenever he's healthy, which is rare, he has been very good. Yeah. Elliott is dominant when he's healthy, and I thought he was a steal when he got him in the sixth round a couple of years back. And yeah. yeah, he's just, he's really good, but he's just got injury concerns. I agree Elliot will make it. Levine will definitely make it. I think Geno Stone will be a special teams guy to start off the year or start off his career. Kind of move that with that Chuck Clark kind of route, move his way up through special teams. And Pardon? You think Stone like is that like Chuck Clark's level of good? I don't know. I'm not that good. I do think that's his like most feasible way to make it make it like as like a Chuck Clark type player. Yeah, I just think he'll just stay in the NFL at the end. He just stays special teams. Also, I have to add this: it's been a rumor that the Ravens have tried to pursue Jamal Adams. If if we were to per se trade for Jamal Adams. How would this all change? Sorry, yeah, I got to agree with that one. I, I mean, as much as I love Deshaun Elliott, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's a tough decision between Geno Stone and Deshaun Elliott, but I'm going to have to give the boot to Elliott just because he hasn't proven, you know, that he can stay healthy, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Jamal would, would knock out Clark as starting strong safety. Then I'm at, I'm at another hypothetical. We trade Earl Thomas to the Jets for Jamal Adams. Ooh. Um, man, that's difficult. Yeah. I, I don't see that happening. But if it does, I'd just say you switch those two out. Maybe you could move one of those guys to play another safety spot. But I, if that happens yeah. hypothetically – it's hard. It's really hard. And the Ravens. Have yeah, I mean, maybe. Go ahead, Adam. Um, I mean, maybe hypothetically, you move Deshaun Elliott into the starting pre-safety spot, and then you know you have kind of Chuck Clark being like that um, Swiss Army knife playing all over the place, and Jamal Adams at the at the strong safety. I mean, that's that's a tough that's a tough question there. Yeah, would would you move? Would you move? Uh, like Chuck Clark to free safety, or would you keep Matt Strong? Or an all hot question today. 
I feel like, yeah, you would move Chuck to free safety and keep Jamal at strong. That, that's just my opinion. Yeah. I agree. I feel like he is a guy that could is versatile enough and he could cover both sides. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's there's so many hypotheticals that we can go through that it would take longer than 45 minutes to go through each one. But it's all it's very interesting that the Ravens have reportedly shown interest in him. I don't know what it, like what it, what future holds for then either Chuck Clark or Jamal Adams because one of them is going to be booted from this. Not booted, but they'll be at least booted down to the depth chart. It would be probably Chuck as well. Yeah. Next up, we have got our special teams. First off, who is going to win our punt returner job and our kick returner job? Currently, we've got listed Anthony Thomas. Currently, our last year's um, return team was listed as DeAnthony Thomas, Willie Sneed, Marquise Brown for the punt returner, DeAnthony Thomas, Justice Hill, and Chris Moore as the kick returner. Well, I mean, I'm going James Forshay all day. I think it's going to be James Forshay, Hollywood Brown, and Willie Sneed as the group, but James Forshay kind of emerges as the number one. I agree. I don't think there's anyone that roster that can even maybe Anthony Thomas. I don't think anyone that roster can keep it close as a turn. I agree. I mean, who do you? Uh, let me ask this: Do you think Anthony Thomas will make the team? I I don't think so. He he was one of my cuts from the wide receiver room just because we're carrying. For me, I thought we were only going to carry six this year, and I think he gets booted. I agree. All right. Next up, we're going to go over our 12 practice. I should say the NFL has moved up its practice squads from 10 men to 12 men. So we are now going to go over 12, our, our predicted 12 members of the practice squad. All right. Well, I mean, obviously no real order here, but I got uh, center Tristan Colin Castillo making it. Defensive tackle Aaron Crawford. Defensive tackle Broderick Washington. Uh, tight end Jacob Breland. Outside linebacker John Daka. Uh, fullback Bronson Rocksteiner. Guard R.J. Prince. Linebacker Christian Welch. Cornerback Nigel Warrior, uh, tight end Eli Wolf, quarterback Tyler Huntley, and outside linebacker Mike Ahuna. Mm. Uh, I mean, the way this works, not a lot. Of, it's going to be half, probably just over half of the guys in our back spot are going to be guys that are even on this roster right now, maybe even less. So like, I'll just go. I, can I just like run through a couple names that could make go for it? Did I do that? Yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, the quarterback, Huntley, gets a chance. I don't think he'll do it, though. No one in the running back room. Antoine Wesley for the receivers could. Tight ends, I got Scarf because I have Breland going over him, but you could just flip that if you wanted to. Neil line. Uh, I don't know. 
I don't really see anyone there. Uh, on the defensive line, same thing. Linebackers, Alaka and Chris Ford are definitely going to be guys that could do that. Um, yeah. In the secondary, Averett, I had him cut, but he's assuming that no one like, picks him up because he would have to go through the waivers for two days. It's like he'd get picked up, but if somehow he didn't, I, he would be a practice squad guy. Same thing with Terrell Bond. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily be a miracle, but like I think he'd be practice squad. Uh, and I'll throw Nigel Warrior in there because why not? All right, so my current list of people is, as I said, I do think uh, Dale Mack will make or will not make it. So I do think he will go to the practice squad. I think as well that uh, blah, 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 I'm blanking on names. Amon Marshall will get kind of kicked out of that, as well as Terrell Bonds, Akara Laka. Both of them will get kicked out into the uh, practice squad. I think Randon Krakellis as well. I think either it will be – I don't know what tight end it will be. I think it will be either Breland or Wolf. That will make that practice squad position, and then as well as uh, Huntley, because Ravens typically hold that quarterback, another quarterback, and as well as Wesley. Oh yeah, I forgot Jaleel Scott as well, because I think he he's kind of held that. Sorry, what? Is he even still eligible to be on the practice squad? He's been in the league for a couple of years now. I think he is. If I remember, let me check. I will check on that. Uh, but next up, if you want to, if we want to go over special teams, kickers. Do you th- it's really who do you think a kicker will make the practice squad? Because if Tucker's not winning, or Tucker's winning the position, do you think the kicker will make it? No. I don't no. believe so. What about punter? <laughs> if I'm making a practice squad either, I think it's just going to be the Wolf Pack sticking together. Yeah, it's really Will McVogel. Actually, yeah, you're right. I, um, uh, yeah, so unfortunately, Jill Scott is not eligible for the practice squad, so he's kind of in dead water right now and kind of deciding on what we what will be done with him. All right, so next up, we are going to go. Okay, so next up, up, oh, you you he's talking. Next up, uh, next up, we have some questions that kind of need to be answered. Um, that what do you think will be answered? Do you think Trace McSorley's special skills will keep him on the roster over someone like Chris Moore? I I personally do for sure. I mean, you know, because Trace can – I think we could kind of include him in a, sort of a Heisman package this year as well. Um, you know, I think he's got a little bit more speed than RG3 has right now, so that will bring extra value. But I think he was – now, Chris Moore was very good on the special teams for us last year, and that's definitely why he was on the roster. But I, I honestly think his time in Baltimore has, has run out and that Trace is going to really fill that void. Both. I'm not. I mean, McSorley's been a healthy scratch for his whole career, so 
minus week 17 if he is active, I guess. But I think the Bulls are going to rock this. I, I agree with you. I don't because I don't know why, but John Harbaugh absolutely loves Chris Moore. I don't really know why. I don't know what he sees in him, but he loves him. And he's been on our team, in my opinion, unreasonably for too many years now. And so I don't know. I don't know why that trend won't continue now, unless Harbaugh finally turned against him. So I have both making it. Unfortunately, I do think more will make it, though. Next up, and probably finally, how do you guys think Tavon Young returns from injury? Ooh, uh, I mean, I think I think he comes back to his old form. I mean, obviously, this was a huge injury for him, but, you know, the pieces that he has around him are really going to give him a lot of opportunities to make plays this year. You know, I mean, because obviously, you know, we have – Peters and Humphrey right next to him, and, you know, quarterbacks aren't really going to want to throw to that. And, you know, he could be the guy that they potentially target. So I I think he bounces back and really proves himself to be that, you know, top three slot corner that he was a couple years ago. Um, So I think it's going to be a big year for him. Here's the thing. All right. I have nothing against Tavon Young. What I'm going to say is going to make it sound like I do, but I really don't. But he, in my opinion, has a massive piece of the blame why it's a little bit more difficult than it should be to keep both Ronnie Stanley and Marlon Humphrey. Because, yes, he is good when he's on the field, but he's now had two different seasons where he's had a season injury before the regular season even began. No days before his ACL a few years back, and then he had that neck injury in the preseason last year. So when he's on the field, he has been that's the issue with him, and we have we gave him a huge contract where if he doesn't play like it, dead money at us. I mean, it won't be dead money because we're on the team, but it, same concept, and you won't be able to bring back both Marlon and Ronnie Stanley potentially because of the contract that he has. So the pressure is on. Not because he won't make the team, because he will get that blame. So that's the thing. That's interesting. It's an interesting it's interesting because as you said, Tavon has had one thing. Tavon is a top three paid slot quarterback in the NFL. Top three, I think, still. He was top. He was the highest paid at one point, but I know he got one ups by someone. I don't remember who. So there would be dead cap if he was not to make this roster. A lot of it, because I think he's. I mean, he's making I believe eight to ten million, if I remember correctly. It's a, it's a decent amount for a cornerback, and. I do think he will make it. I do think he will play health-wise. I know I can't predict those types of things. So I do think he'll make it. I do think he'll return. And I think he'll be go back to his top his top slot cornerback ways and his top nickel ways. He was an amazing nickel cornerback. He's an amazing nickel cornerback when he's healthy. He's an amazing slot cornerback when he's healthy. I don't see why that would, would change besides, like, anything serious was to happen again. So I do think they'll make it, or I do think he will return to full strength. Well, thank you guys. Go ahead. Definitely significantly better than what we saw with Brandon Carr last year, so. That is true, and we had a carousel of slots on the backs last year. All right, well, thank you guys for tuning into this week's of episode of Inside the Flock brought to you by the Right Place Sports Network. We hope to see you next week. 
same time and same place. And do not forget, if you'd like to listen to any of our podcasts, we are also available on Anchor, which will direct you to all of our podcasts. We would like to thank Josh for joining us for this uh, edition of the podcast, and we hope all of you have a good week. Bye, everyone. Thank you for taking the time to listen in to our podcast produced by the Right Way Sports Network. Subscribe to our channel for more awesome content and follow us on social media on Instagram at TWSNet, on Twitter at TWSNet, and on Facebook at the Right Way Sports Network. And remember, there's only one way to get your sports news and updates, and that is the Right Way.